go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Football 24-7. We are live on an Eagles trade day edition. Eagles acquire Robert Quinn from the Bears for a fourth round pick. John, I'll get it over to you pretty quickly. What's your initial thoughts on the trade? I know you just put up an article on jacobsports.com called it a splash move while the championship window is open. What's your initial thoughts on the trade Howie Roseman made today? Yeah, big name, uh, obviously a a very successful pass rusher that has been around for a very long time, uh, 32 years old, had a 19-sack season with the St. Louis Rams. That's how long it's been. Uh, Had an 18-and-a-half season, uh, sack season last year with Chicago. Um, Hasn't been playing well this year. what I get from you know, people around the Eagles is, um, you know, Chicago before was playing that that big Bangio scheme. I always talk about that the Eagles now run. They ran that in 2021 when he had the 18 and a half sacks. They changed coaches. They went to Matt Eberflus. They they run a different system now. He's had a, a let's be honest, a really poor season so far. Um, but they're hoping that the ship back to what he's comfortable with uh, turns him into a, uh, more of what he was in last season in Chicago. And we'll see. I mean, the good news is the Eagles didn't give up much. Fourth round pick. They're not paying him anything. They're paying him the veteran minimum. Chicago's footing the bill. So essentially, they're going to pay the rest of his salary uh, to play for the Eagles. He'll come in as the fourth pass rusher. We'll see how he fits in. And um, if it doesn't work out, they can easily move on. There's no more guaranteed money on his contract. So a uh, lot of flexibility uh, for Howie Roseman. You know, all of that is a good part. Can he play? I don't know. Look, pro football focus has 112 uh, graded edge rushers this season, Xander. He's 109. Ooh. He has not played well. Um, so people are going to get excited about the name, um, and maybe he turns it around, maybe he comes back, maybe playing with a contender, maybe playing with a good team helps. He'll certainly have a better supporting cast. He won't be asked to do as much here as he was in Chicago. 
and maybe it works out for him. But no. low, low, low risk, high reward move for Howie Roseman. Yeah, that's where I was going next. That you know, the production drop off is obviously something people are going to look at. He had eighteen and a half sacks last year. He's got one sack through seven games this year. How much of that? I mean, he's also thirty two, which in the NFL, you know how that sounds. Thirty two is like you know very old in the NFL, especially at that position. So, uh, how much does that concern you? The I know a lot of people are very excited about the move. I am too. I think it's a great addition piece. I more look at it as. He's replacing what they wanted Derek Barnett to be. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it, but that's how I personally saw it. Uh, Does any of that concern you, or do you see it similar to, you know, he's a rotational piece on a really good defense. It's not going to matter as much. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, you're right. He's going to be a rotational piece. He's going to fit into that Derek Barnett uh, role. Uh, Who knows what that was going to be because he got injured so early, but Basically, the fourth edge rusher. Look, Hassan Reddick's going to play. Um, Josh Sweat's going to play. Brandon Graham's going to play. Those guys are better players than Robert Quinn. Right. Maybe not uh, throughout his career, but they're better players. So, you know, he comes in depth. He's better than Patrick Johnson. He's better than Teron Jackson. So, from that standpoint, it's an improvement. Uh, you don't give up much. You're not paying much. You're paying the veteran minimum. Uh, so it doesn't hurt you financially. You're not locked into anything moving forward. This is, look, this is a clear indication the championship window is open. Uh, let's take a shot with a veteran player who's done it in the past. Um, and again, maybe that environment. Um, and, and as I said, coming back to a, a scheme he was very comfortable with. Um, maybe that helps Robert Quinn. Um, and you know, my only concern is the chemistry part of it. And, and I brought this up a, a, a lot on birth 365 with Jody, those three guys are playing well. I, I, I yeah. broke it down. You know, the Eagles have the third best pass rush win rate in the, in the NFL going into the bye week going into their bye week they were behind Jacksonville and Dallas. That's it. Uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat were both top 10 in that metric. Top 10. Brandon would have been top 10, but he didn't play enough. That's the only reason he wasn't top, because they have him on a pitch count at 34 coming off the Achilles. Um, They're playing well. And what you got to be careful about is, you know, are you going to take snaps away from those guys to get Robert Quinn involved? Is he going to be happy with 15, 20 snaps that Derek Barnett uh, would have gotten? This is a guy used to playing. He's right. played 300-plus snaps this year in seven games, so you can do the math, over 40 snaps a game. Um, he's used to playing a lot. Um, so those are things that have to be uh, answered. But, you know, we asked Nick Sirianni before the trade because the trade deadline was coming up. Does he worry about that chemistry, bringing people in the locker room? And he said, look, we have great leaders on this team. Starts with Jalen Hurts. I'm sure Jalen's already texted Robert Quinn by now. Um, they welcomed in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at the beginning of the season. That has worked out relatively well. So he thinks the veteran leadership in, in the locker room will be able to sort of 
mitigate some of those things. My only concern is from a football standpoint, you know, I, is he, is he, is he willing to accept being a role player? Um, and if he isn't, it's probably not going to work out. How much better John, and, and maybe it's not at all because he's simply a rotational piece. And you're saying he's going back to a system he once flourished in. Does it change anything for Jonathan Gannon? Does he have to be more creative? How much does it change the defense? Probably not much, but you, like you said, you're adding another piece who might not be used to lesser snaps. How much is Jonathan Gannon going to have to work this week to get <clears throat> this guy up to speed? Or maybe it's not at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the scheme part of it's a, a, a big deal for, for Gannon. I think that the playing time is, and he'll have to work that out with, with um, um, not only uh, a Tracy Rocker, but, uh, um, you know, you, you all get together because now you have Brandon Graham who can move inside. So you can imagine – Look, if you want to put out that NASCAR package they use on third and 13, you know, in theory, you could put Reddick on one side, Quinn on the other side. You could put Brandon Graham inside uh, with Fletcher Cox. Uh, you can do things that way, um, you know, but do you want Josh Sweat off the field? Um, you know, maybe you're probably not going to kick either Josh Sweat or Robert Quinn inside. So that to me is the bigger question mark for John, not the scheme, but you know, how is he going to handle who's playing, especially in those high leverage situations? Cause they all want to be on the field. Reddick wants to be on the field and he is going to be on the field. Uh, Sweat wants to be on the field. Graham wants to be on the field. Fletcher wants to be on the field. j wants to be on the field. You can't play six defensive linemen. Um, we got a lot of defensive linemen, I tell yeah. you what. And, it, you know, people will say that's a good problem to have. Sometimes, sometimes it creates issues, and that's my only concern. I want to go back to the production part of it, John, and you mentioned something that stood out to me. He played, was it 300 snaps this season already? How much of the production drop-off can be attributed to he is their guy on their defense on that line. Maybe he's not, but he's he's one of the top two or three if he's getting that many snaps. Are offensive lines game planning for him? Are they blocking him special? Where Whereas they're not going to be able to do that here because they got to deal with all the other linemen that you just mentioned, yeah. and there's you know quite a few of them. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, and I'll have to look at more of Chicago's games because I haven't looked at a ton of them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's strange uh, because, you know, generally you don't have a guy falling off the table like Robert Quinn has fallen off. In other words, last year he had 18 and a half sacks. He was a second team all pro. This year he's got one sack in seven games. He's playing all the time. He's the 109th of 112 best edge, edge rushers and. You know, there's usually a a, yeah, right, a, a right. slower drop. You don't just fall off the cliff, and he's falling off the cliff. Like I said, you know, the change in scheme might have something to do with it. Um, but it, but even that doesn't explain that that significant of a drop off. 
But I mean, he is the guy uh, for them, and and he was leading their entire defensive line um, in reps. Um, and if you look at the rest of the, so if we want to use the PFF numbers, the defensive tackles, you know, uh, Justin Jones plays the most for him. He's one ten of one twenty two. Uh, Angelo Blackson is 109 of 122. Mike Pinnell is 111 of 122. And then you look at the other edge rushers. Um, Dominique Robinson is is 80 of 112. Travis Gibson is 97 of 112. For reference, what are the Eagles? What are what are Sweat and what is Reddick? Uh, I'll pull them up. The one guy, El Quadin Muhammad, I wanted to get him in there. He's the best of the bunch, 59, which is very mediocre. Uh, to give you an example with the Eagles, um, they're really good. <laughs> um, trying to pull it up. I know Brandon's fourth, um, fourth overall. So we talk about, you know, now he's on a pitch count, so he's not playing yeah. as much. But he's really effective in when he does play. So he's fourth of 112. Uh, Josh Sweat is 28th of 112. That's really good. Hassan Reddick's 27th of 112. So they're right next to each other. Uh, everybody's playing very well for the Eagles, um, not for Chicago. So, you know, the supporting cast argument, he's going to have a much better supporting cast here. No question about it. But that drop-off, yeah, it's tough to explain how you go from being a dominant all-pro level player to one-off season being a guy who isn't doing anything. It is kind of strange. Yeah, and on on one hand, I mean, you hear 32 years old and you hear that level of drop-off, I mean, that's definitely a red flag. But on the other hand, you hear how productive he was in a system like this and then you add in all the talent we've mentioned that the Eagles already have and how, I mean, let's call a spade a spade, how little offensive offenses are going to be game planning to stop Robert Quinn versus all the other pieces on the defense. I don't know. I'm right in the middle. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know where he might fall, but let's, let's go to from a talent standpoint. Where does this put this defense? I mean, a lot of people have talked about how good this defense is. Cilio was talking about it all day today, how great the Dallas defense is. Does this close the gap? I mean, if you get a guy that's more talented than what you had and he fits the system that you run, I mean, we can talk about the playing time and all that, but that'll play itself out. It sounds like they got, they made themselves a better team for a fourth-round pick. Fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say because, as, as I said, if you look at him as um, the fourth um, sort of uh, defensive end or edge rusher, whatever you want to call it, um, he's better than um, Patrick Johnson or Teron Jackson. So from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, they've made themselves a better team. Um, you talk about the defense as a whole. I mean, I you know, they, they, they had a top five defense before this move. So, yeah, you know, I say it all the time. I don't, I don't know how they have a top five offense, a top five defense. That's why I said they don't really need anything. Um, now, injuries are always a part of it. Now, you already lost Derek Barnett. 
you don't want to lose Hassan Reddick or Josh Sweat or Brian DeGrant, but if you do, then it's going to look really good. Right. Um, do I want him taking reps away from those three guys? No, that's my only concern. I I don't I don't want him. That's working really well. That trio is working yeah, is. really well, and they're playing, you know, what they should be playing. And I don't want this move to take away reps from those three guys. Um, but it's a long season, you know. Um, you know, Brandon Graham just showed up on the injury report today with a hamstring. Uh, had nothing going on, and all of a sudden he's got a hamstring issue. So um, the depth helps, and, you know, this is a guy who knows how to play. Uh, you know, he's played a very long time. Even though he's only 30, 32, I say only, I say only because he's played twelve seasons and he's only right. thirty-two. Um, he's played a lot of football. He's played a lot of football at a high level um, for a championship contender. He makes sense as depth um, for a bad team. He doesn't make sense. So for this team, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I think you just summed it up in that line right there. For a championship contender, it makes sense. And I think this tips the cap. I mean, I think Howie Roseman has showed, if he hasn't already, I mean, he certainly is now. He believes that this team has the capability to go the full distance. A move like this solidifies that, in my, in my opinion. But I do want to ask, it was kicked around a lot, like it always is in this city. The trade deadline, should Howie make a move? You know, every every time a player's name gets mentioned, you know how it is in this city. Yeah. You know, everybody wants them. Taking the context out of it and just, you know, the John McMullen way, is this is this, is this where you would have went with your fourth-round pick? Would you have went with depth on the defensive uh, defensive line yeah i, I mean like i i looked at there. i i i looked at uh where you know how he's going to make a move and the question i mentioned like last year people don't remember was carrie vincent jr uh, nobody not a big move you're right. trying to get some depth that didn't work out uh he's done it in the past with Gennard avery he didn't work out he's done it with jay Ajahi. that's the one that people point to recently yeah. golden tate didn't work out i knew he was going to do something the question is was he going to go the big name route i would have preferred a third safety and maybe he's not done by the way maybe he's not done i would have preferred a third safety maybe a running back um but edge rusher fourth edge rusher uh was definitely in the equation as well those are the three positions i mentioned um I was thinking more of a role player than a guy who's had 18 and a half sack seasons. Um, and so the name is going to get people excited, but again, we have to figure out what the heck was going on with Robert Quinn this year. Hopefully it was just as simple as he didn't like playing on a bad team. Um, he didn't like the scheme and all of a sudden he's going to be on a good team and he's going to be in the scheme he's comfortable with. And all of a sudden the old Robert Quinn is going to show up. That's the hope from the Eagles' perspective. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Uh, John, the trade deadline is getting pretty close. I know how we already made a move. You just mentioned a couple other areas you would go on the deadline. Are you? Are you? Are you? I know I've already seen a couple tweets and and whatnot today of people saying how he's not done. Are you anticipating 
another move, potentially a couple more moves from Howie if you know if he really believes this is the team and he he wants to patch a couple holes, maybe. Yeah, I mean Howie likes doing stuff anyway. You know, even when he doesn't yeah, have a championship contender. So he I just joked likes... with Krause, he needed to take some attention back from the Phillies yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Um, by the way, it was in, that's that's an interesting conversation. Nick Sirianni admitted, I gave him credit. He's not, he he didn't grow up a Phillies fan, which we all knew, but yeah, right. It's tough for him to admit that. Uh, Jalen Hurts got the Houston question. I hate to break it to people, but Jalen's a Houston fan. Yeah, right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, not you know, all. Eagles fans, you know, think about Mike Trout. You know, you don't expect Mike Trout to go to Anaheim or law and say, oh, you have to be a Rams fan. No. Uh, yeah, right. You know, you grew up uh, where you grew up. And if you like your team, you like your team. But getting back to the Eagles, yeah, they've been calling about different they they've been calling the Raiders, for instance, how he's very close with with Dave Ziegler, who's the new GM out there. Uh, Jonathan Abram is a name I've heard, but he doesn't seem like a fit as a safety, more of a box safety. They tend generally to look for covered safeties. Cleveland Farrell was another name mentioned, but now they got an edge rusher, so you can kind of cross him off uh, the list. But I heard the Raiders were interested in Andre Dillard as well. They had to create a roster spot for Robert Quinn. Um, so, you know, maybe somebody could be moving out as well. Uh, running back is a name. Um, Jake Laser got people um, yeah. excited because he was talking to Howie and he mentioned running back and um, I do think they would like better depth behind Miles Sanders uh, than what they have. Um, so, yeah, there could be more moves coming. And probably knowing the Eagles at the most uh, difficult time for us writers. <laughs> yeah, they'll make, he'll make the move, and, and, yeah, and you guys will be all scrambling to get it covered. Um, John, this Sunday – do you expect Robert Quinn to play? Is there an acclimation period, or do you expect him to get out there and be a part of this team? Like you mentioned, he knows the the system and, and stuff like that, or or is there there's got to be a natural ramp up period? Yeah, it's got to be. He's not going to be here. I assume he's going to be here. And by the way, the trade, the Eagles finally uh, made it official, uh, but it is pending a physical, so he's got to come okay. in and pass his physical first. Um, look, he's played a lot of football. He's played in this system. Could they throw him out there for five, ten plays? Sure. You saw San Francisco do it with Christian McCaffrey. Much more difficult uh, position the way he plays it, at least. Christian, um, you know, he runs a lot of routes out of the backfield. And they were able to get him up to speed. So with a veteran player, um, if they wanted to get him in there for five, ten snaps, they could probably do it. Um and yeah, why not? If he if he passes his physical, I wouldn't expect a ton of work uh, uh, from him. Um, but uh, to get his feet wet, um, if he's able to get here early tomorrow, you know, if he doesn't get here tomorrow and is on the practice field, I would say probably no. So tomorrow's a big day for him. Is there anything to be worried about with that Brandon Graham situation with the hamstring? I mean, you mentioned that he was out today, and then on that very same day, Howie trades for a player, not just a not just a player like you mentioned. This guy has three hundred snaps. Yeah, is there a potential issue there, or or maybe I'm just thinking too much into it? But I mean, hamstring is not 
hamstring is one of those injuries you don't want to have because they can linger, they can come back, they can bite you in the butt at any time. They're not. I dealt with them when I played hockey as a kid. They're they're a pain in the ass. Yeah, I I don't think so. Only because, and and we'll see. As we said, you know, he 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 was the only Eagles player who didn't practice uh, at all today, which was kind of as a surprise because the open locker room period uh, before practice, he was there for the entire session. He was talking to the media for about a half hour. Um, and he seemed fine. He didn't mention anything. And all of a we sudden, we had him on gun on one on last Wednesday on, on yeah. the bye week. Yeah. And he didn't mention anything. So, you know, it, it's interesting because the Eagles have done these maintenance days. And today, if you look at the injury report, you'll see James Bradbury, resting player, AJ Brown, resting player, Fletcher Cox, resting player, Landon Dickerson, resting player. Um, Jason Kelsey, resting player. Isaac Samalo, ankle slash resting player. Slay, resting. Sweat, resting. Uh, they've been doing this all year. They could have put Brandon on there as a resting player. So it's probably somewhat of a legit uh, issue. Uh, and it's a good point, you know. I it, I don't think that's the reason they said yeah, we we have to go get Robert Quinn, but it, from Brandon's perspective, you you will have to keep an eye on him this week because he's usually in that resting player category. So for them to change it to hamstring, yeah, he's got a hamstring. Yep. Uh, for those just tuning in, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Uh, so, John, we got Robert Quinn. We give up a 2023 fourth-round pick, correct? 2023 fourth-rounder? I believe that that, that has not I, – I don't believe the year has been confirmed, but I'm okay. almost sure it's going to be 2023. And that um, that means the Eagles will not – as of right now, they don't have a fourth, a fifth, or a sixth um, um, in next year's draft. Next, well, They got cares. two ones, a two, and two threes? They got two ones – a two, a three, and two sevens, I believe, as we stand here today. So, John, what's the grade? What's your grade on the trade? They, you said it's low salary. Bears are going to eat a lot of the salary. Um, fourth round pick for a for a rotational edge piece. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's low risk, high reward. So, if if you want my honest opinion, I don't think it's going to add up to much. I think he's going to be here for half a season, and I think we're going to say thanks. Thanks for the memories, Robert Quinn. Hopefully those memories will include a deep playoff run. Uh, They're either going to be Chris Long memories or they're going to be – who's the guy we had last year from Washington? uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, Probably somewhere in between those two. Um, But, uh, you know, 15 to 20 snaps a game, um, if they can get them up to that – on you know, but that's the that's you know the that's the low risk part. The high reward part is, well, he's just better than Josh Sweat. You know, Josh Sweat's never done with what uh, Robert Quinn has done in in his career. Even or that, Brandon though, is Grant. that high reward? I mean, you got a thirty-two year old versus a twenty-five year old. At the end of the day, you're well. Gonna I'm talking about for this season. I'm talking right, about right. for this season. If you're if you're going to the Super Bowl and you're making this deep run, and you got a guy who's putting up 
um, you know, eight sacks and half a season. Well, you're going to say, all right, Josh, we'll get right. back to you next year yeah, right. um, and try to ride that, try to ride that wave. Yeah, as they should. All right, John, 6-0. We're back in action this week coming off the bye week. Eagles take on the Steelers on Sunday. You'll be down at the link. We'll be back live with the pregame show, the halftime show, the postgame show. Um, all right, man, Howie makes another move. He does it again. Philly waits for it. They Always tweet does. about it. They talk about it. They, you know, we talk yeah. about it on Birds 365. Man. You know, it was, he, he was walking up from walkthrough, Howie Roseman. If you look at my Twitter account. Yeah, I saw you your t- t- tweet you put out today. Howie Roseman, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, and Lane Johnson. A uh, bunch of heavyweights. And I guess Howie was uh, running the trade by. Do you think he uh, does that? I, just to, just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, yeah. He'll run the trade by by guys like that. Not, uh, and, yeah, not, and not the youngsters. Team leaders. That have but, earned it. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting. It came together. And yeah, big name. Uh, people love big names. So they got their big name. All right, that'll do it. 6-0 Eagles are back in action this Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like the show. Thank you, Johnny Mac. Have a good night, and we'll see you in the morning on Birds 365. All right, thanks, Ander. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com action news at 11 with rick williams it's the team you trust to bring it all together the stories that impact your community a sports roundup for the locals and the accuweather forecast you depend on action news at 11 with rick williams Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.